Hi, Karen Kambule here. Welcome to the Word Anchor Podcast, where we aim to search, find, share, and apply scriptures to life's issues. We will find victory and succeed in life if we are anchored in the Word of God. Please do enjoy this episode. Shalom. Greetings, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we speak about you when you are blessed, that you be a blessing to others. In the past few episodes, we are speaking about God providing for us. In the Bible, in the beginning, God provided to the man and the woman he created by ensuring that there was food in the garden. But as man continues progressing in life, learning to do things, for themselves because God did not create men to remain a child or a baby, but we are created that we would manifest God on earth, be able to do things by the power of God. Whilst he provided for the first man and woman, men began to till the land. Men began to make a way of providing with the blessing of God, of course. If you look at it, the Bible says Isaac planted during a famine and he was able to reap a hundredfold. It was him planting under difficult situation and circumstance during a famine. But because God was in it, he was able to bless him. Abraham, he became rich, but he was a hardworking person. Some of the things that he was able to get, for instance, in Egypt, he went down there and he came out with some flocks and stuff. He went to uh, another place again. He came out with flocks and stuff because when you have one goat or two goats, at least a male and a female, must take care of them so that they are able to breed and you have more. But sometimes as human beings, we want to sit there and say, I'm waiting for that one goat. Or you get the two goats, you're saying, I want five more goats before I can start doing something about them, before I can multiply them. Just like the men in the parable spoken by Jesus, wherein the one that had five talents multiplied, the one that had two talents multiplied, the one that had one talent hid it. So he didn't even come out with two talents because he was waiting for someone to give him something to multiply the talent that is called laziness. God gave Israel manna in the wilderness. He taught them a lesson that even if you have the money, You can have all the cash, all the money would be rich, but then if it is a famine and there is no food in the wilderness, then you have no choice but to look up to God and say, God, in as much as I have the silver and the gold, but I need food and there is nothing in the wilderness. And God revealed himself as the Lord God that provides. With Jacob, for instance, when Laban was robbing him of his uh, wages, God gave him a plan. And that plan, when you think about it, naturally it will not work. But it calls for Jacob to get up every morning, take the flocks to the river. And whatever he was doing there, uh, uh, putting all of those things, and uh, some came out speckled, some came out whatever. And he came out with lots of flocks, whilst Laban thought that he had found him and put him in a corner so he'll be slaves forever. God wants you to also stand up and do something. He blesses the work of your hands. He blessed the loaves, few loaves of bread and fish 
that was provided to him. He blessed the oil of that widow woman that it flowed up until there was no more vessel uh, that they could uh, pour that oil in. He blessed that other widow as well who had the last flour and oil which she was going to eat, make food and eat with her child and die. So there was something that they brought forward. However, today some people want to receive things on a silver platter. They just want to sit back and receive. Um, you go to church and they tell you you're going to get miracle money. You say, I receive. You haven't gone anywhere to sell anything. You haven't gone anywhere to apply for anything. You haven't done a single thing and you're saying it's miracle money. Where is it coming from? Because God does do miracles. When they saw the money, they knew that this one came from heaven. The money, where does it come from? Because the system of the bank is that somebody must take money somewhere and put it. And I am not downplaying miracles of God. But I'm bringing a point here that God wants us to mature to the point that we can be able to bring and say, Here are my five loaves and two fish. Lord, bless it and multiply it. Now we're going to read in the book of Acts about the early church, how they conducted themselves. It says in the book of Acts chapter 4, Verse 32, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Praise God. It also says in verse 34, nor was there any among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands and houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to anyone as anyone had need. Praise God. This is the church that understood that whatever I have, God has given me and whatever I have, I must share with my brothers. They understood that the provision for the next person who is hungry will come from me because God has already blessed me. They were not sitting and saying, God, I have everything that I need. Make provision for that other one. They became instruments in the hands of God to be a blessing to other people. They did not sit and say, bless you, go wait for manna. God is going to make a way for you. They looked around and said, what do I have? When Moses wanted to build the Ark of the Covenant and the Tabernacle, he called the people and said, we need to do this. God said we must build this thing. The Bible says they gave so much that they had to be stopped from giving. They said the people have given way too much. We can no longer accept any gift. Today, if you call an offering, you must explain yourself. When you call an offering, you are a charlatan. When you call for an offering in the church, why? Because people have misused people of God. They've misused the whole concept and the principle of giving. They've made it about themselves. People have gone forward, hands and love, and they wanted to receive at all times. I receive, I receive. When do I give? Because I receive, I receive is actually saying your testimony is that you are hungry and are poor and you have nothing to offer on this earth. But when you say, I receive, and you get up and you give to someone else, you are saying, I have already received. I'm now giving it to somebody else. There are people that do videos on social media where they try to understand how human beings react under social, certain social settings. 
where a person would come with a camera, go to a person and ask for money and say, I'm hungry. They will approach the people that look like they are okay. Maybe they are going about their business, going to work, going to to their offices, whatever they are doing. A person will approach them and say, I'm hungry. Can you please give me something? You'll find time and again, the people that looks like they are okay. I'm not saying they are rich, but they are okay. In other words, they are not on the streets. They are not homeless. They are not hungry and poor. They are okay. They could have something that they could give. Time and again, those people don't give. Of course, we understand that people are wary because some of the people on the streets misuse the money that they give them. They go get drunk, use it on drugs and do all sorts of um, things that are even to their own detriment. But then you'll find that they will approach a homeless person and you will say, I'm hungry. Can you give me something? That homeless person who is also not well off, poor on the streets will check their pockets and give what they have. If they don't have cash, they might take the food that they have and say, here, you can have this. I saw one of an old lady who was homeless. She said she was mistreated by her own children. And this rich man approached her and this woman gave her, gave him a blanket and they were sitting there and chatting. It was quite a nice chat. They were even reading the Bible. She even wanted to give him a Bible. And this man eventually took this woman to a house, fully finished, and gave her that house. He was impressed in his heart about the generosity of somebody that was poor, somebody that had nothing, somebody that was sleeping in the open space. Because she understood that the blanket that she had, in as much as it was in the open field, to her it was a blessing from God. She would rather sleep on the street than to be mistreated in a home by her own children. This man had everything but was about to receive a blanket and a Bible from a homeless person. This is someone that understands that as I give, I'm releasing, I'm opening up my hands to receive even more. If this world could have every one of us releasing that little thing, that old dress you're no longer wearing, that new dress that you have not even bothered to wear, those shoes in your cupboard, to release them to someone else that is in need. That person, when they say thank you, God bless you, they are releasing a blessing in the atmosphere that is going to work for you. You will not even understand. You will not understand how come things are working out for you. It is because you are releasing out there in the atmosphere and God can see your giving heart. This church, the early church, did not sit and say we're all going to wait for manna from heaven. They looked around, they sold their houses, they sold their properties, and they gave. And the word of God says, not a single person was hungry. No one said, what I have is mine. They shared amongst themselves. Today, people will argue about giving 10%, the tithe in the church. No, it's the law. We're no longer under the law. We are under grace. A whole big argument about 10%. We have a church here that gave the whole house. They did not sell and give 10%, and which was the sin of Ananias and Sapphira in the next chapter, in the book of Acts chapter 5. That having sold their own property, they pretended to have given over all the money that they had. And the apostles had not demanded all the money. It is them that said, this is everything. 
that we had. It was a lie before the Holy Spirit of God. And they both dropped down dead. Moral of the story, if you are going to give, give all that you have set in your heart to give and not lie about it. But here on the terms of this um, episode, we're saying be a blessing. God has blessed you. Be a blessing to someone else. You may not be interested in giving to the poor in the streets. Perhaps you might give through organizations that do it formally and at least do some background check and support people through systems and processes. You may not go through that, but you may be a blessing to your own family where those that are in need can depend on you. Not that you have to be rich for you to share with other family members, but where as far as possible, where you are able to do it, be a blessing to someone else. When it is time for holidays in December, times for families to gather together, be that person that can buy something for some of the children that don't have. Be that person that will bring something to your parents. Be that person that will give someone to, something to your cousins. Be that blessing, not because you are rich, but because God has blessed you. So God says, increase and multiply. Not that when you have increased and multiplied, then you are going to have everything for yourself. Because the Bible says, you may collect everything. And he says, you are a fool. Because you are sitting and thinking, I've packed everything in my bank account, in my closet in my barns and all storehouses and everything and he says fool do you not know that your 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 life could be called up could be required of you tonight as you're sitting and looking at yourself rejoicing over your own achievements and having no plan of sharing with others because if god wants to bless someone he will call on someone else be a blessing to someone if you call it miracle money, it's because someone got up and went to the bank and deposited money in your account. Somebody did it. That person may not even know you. That person may say, God instructed me to come and give you money you did not even ask for because you asked God and God instructs someone else. But when God instructs you to say, be a blessing to this person, they're in need. You don't even ask. You give it. You keep quiet and God sees it. Tomorrow he trusts you with more and he instructs you to give to someone else you give. The other time he trusts you with even more. Why? Because there are people that will be unable to generate income. Perhaps their minds are not in the right place. Perhaps there are other circumstances and situations, but their hearts are in the right place. God gives you that ability to generate that income. Be the blessing with that which God has given you. He has released something into your hands. He increases it into your hands. You then take it and give it to someone else. He comes back and he increases you again because he has given you the ability to think, to put together business ideas, to market, to do this and that. That other person has not been able to do it. Perhaps they have the intelligence, but they may have gone through some situations that limits them, their ability to do certain things. Be a blessing, child of God. As you go to church, be a blessing to someone. There are old women in churches that can give you even a little sweetie, a little fruit, some vegetables. They are not rich, but they are giving you the little from their own heart. Because they understand, like the early church, that whatever we have, we have received from God. And as we give to a person, the Bible says, you are lending to God. Imagine you are lending to God. 
you are giving to the poor you are thinking i'm giving to the poor but god is saying you are lending to me and when he pays he pays with interest praise god he pays with interest so child of god think about it what is it that you can do the early church shared what they heard in the church in as much as jesus christ said the poor you'll always have with you but they that are poor god says you must take care of in as much as they'll always be there in other words when there's something that god wants you to do and there's a poor person next to you if the assignment of god calls for you to focus on it not on the poor person jesus christ says they'll always be there but sometimes the assignment could be that poor person God expects you to hear his instruction and go and be a blessing. Someone needs to know that there is God in heaven who answers prayers. Someone will pray for God to meet their needs, and that person that God will actually use, it should be you. Nobody else but you. There is this joke that is uh, spoken somewhere about this old woman who kept on praying for something and um someone was taunting her and saying um something about satan in fact the person wanted to test the woman and brought these things um, uh, um that this woman was praying for and and this woman said um he 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 blesses god because he can even instruct satan to bring me the things that i need so even if you can say um this that you have received has not come from god it came from satan this woman was saying even if you say it's from satan it's because god has instructed satan bless god that satan can listen to the word of god we need more people that will do like the early church take care of things in the church we shouldn't be having committees just to deal with a broken door we shouldn't be having committees just to deal with a broken toilet let somebody pick that thing up the little things that you can be able to cover There's no need for us to be calling offerings and offerings to fix the smallest things in the church. You're sitting there calculating, looking at the offering basket, thinking how much is being offered in there, how much is the pastor taking out of it, and all those sorts of things. Yet you'll expect that very same pastor to get into their car, come to visit you when you're sick in the hospital, pour in petrol in their car. Let them be a blessing also to someone else. God wants the church to function like that. He wants us as his children to not function as if he has not blessed us. It's actually a disservice to God that he blesses you and you act as if you are not blessed. He blesses you with little. Don't act as if you are not blessed with that little because God will multiply the little. But if that little is not available for God, he has nothing to multiply. The few loaves of bread and fish where for the disciples in the other one it was actually food lunch box for a boy god took that lunch box and fed thousands and thousands and there was left over i can imagine that that boy also went back with more than what he gave the disciples went back with 12 more baskets than what they gave you waiting to be the one that receives all the time god says be the one that gives let me use you so that I can bless someone else. God is not coming down like he did to bring manna from heaven. He is coming down through us. Be that instrument. Look around. God, what can I give to whoever that instructs me to give? And see God multiplying where you have taken. Let God multiply 
where you have taken. May the oil never stop flowing. May the bean of flour never stop being available. May what you have be multiplied. Five loaves and two fish that God multiply. Increase and multiply, child of God. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. I hope you are inspired and blessed by this message. Kindly share it with someone and spread the word. Continue to be anchored in the word of God. Till next time, stay blessed.